I'm excited to talk about season two of the show. Uh, I really enjoyed the first season and it feels like wild bill maybe, uh, you know, stormed in season one. He, he's maybe a more sympathetic character this time around. Did, did you, appro- <laughs> did you approach the role any differently knowing that, you know, he has more, more layers to the story this time around? Um, not really, because I always saw him as uh, a survivor and a solo act and somebody who read a room like an expert. And by room, I mean anything from Madison Square Garden to a bathroom and a bar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he is he is um, he's self-made. So I think, if anything, his uh, exclusive dependence on kind of transactionally getting over in every aspect of life, including the ring, has stopped working. And so by being back in Duffy, he sort of found an opportunity to, you know, whether he knows it or not, to grow as a human being and not just a gimmick. Mm. And... um that's what's great about this season of the show. I mean, the, the, his history with the people in Duffy and their particular personalities um, kind of make it so he, he basically, he can't help but, if he wants to, become a better person. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the cast, for the most part, uh, I'll, I'll exclude Tom's widow because... There, there's still some clear issues there. But for the most part, I think everybody sees the value that Bill brings to the DWL. Uh, and more to your point, um, it I, I feel like that this Bill that we're seeing was there. I just think maybe the one that we meet in the beginning of the show was it was a defense mechanism almost because like you said, it's transactional. He made himself, he had to be this way or he felt he had to be this way to be a success. But now you're sort of seeing the guy that everybody knew before he left. Yeah, that's kind of an amazing observation. I think that's very accurate. And I think that season one start, like the first time we see Bill in season one, he knows more about his imminent demise than anybody else. So I think he arrives there kind of terrified already and running from a disaster um, that you can't really escape because wherever you go, there you are. It's that kind of a situation. So I think he comes in, came in at the beginning of the season, full bore trying to knock everybody back on their, on their heels. And um, when things catch up to him and he really has no place else to go but back there you know all of the people who he basically was flashing hundies for those are the people who potentially could give him a home and uh, he's definitely not somebody who's used to um needing help and by no means could he ever say that out loud, but I think that um, some of the intimacy and some of the history that he has with um, the spades make it clear that um, there's 
there's still a little bit of a kind of family connection and um but but he's desperate he's desperate for sure he's lost also um one of the things i love about season two though is that for a true performer um you you can never be 100 percent lost if there's a stage nearby and for the kind of diehard wrestler that i think he is there's no better stage than the ring um you know, so as long as he's as long as he's got eyes on the ring or can get his feet inside, I feel like he thinks he's going to be okay. But he definitely needs Jack's permission, mm-hmm. so he has to find some way to contribute and make himself invaluable, um, which he's completely willing to do. I mean, he's an expert; he is a crowd expert. Yeah, there, there's two specific instances that stood out most the one uh i think i can reference it it was the chin guy monologue during the (laughs) promo class i thought that was just brilliant uh like it just it, it exemplified like why he's there what he knows and how he can help people even though you know maybe maybe they didn't want his help at first and then um you and this one, I, I it's a little bit of a spoiler, so I won't. I'll be vague about it. But you know, Bill was there for people, even when people, you know, like he was there for Tom when people thought he wasn't. Yeah. And there's this, you know, there's a lot of that story that people will see as the season unravels. But you know, I, I referenced it before. I think he's that guy. It's just maybe he thought he had to be another guy. Yeah, but also he's an old school guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an old school, like he made a promise to somebody. So he kept that promise. Mm-hmm. And the irony is that he's as loyal as anybody could be. I think you see that in season two. You see the nature of his loyalty. But he doesn't, um, by the way, that Chin guy speech, um, you know, that's Michael Malley in a nutshell. Working with a writer like that who is willing to basically articulate that kind of vibe that I think almost anybody has, you, you know, from high school to being in traffic to the workplace, it's like that person drives you crazy. It's not, <laughs> and it's impolite. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so, so fun to do that scene. But that's the thing that Bill has to offer. You know, it's like nobody knows more than him that if your feet hurt, you didn't work hard enough and that nobody's going to give you anything. Everything has to be earned. And I think it's kind of an interesting. It's a bit of a stretch, but it's it's an interesting uh, narrative about how wrestling itself is evolving, because. Taking a bump or being an acrobat have incredible value. But no matter how many, you know, 360, 720s you do, you still got to land on the ground. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to hit the ground and get back up again at the end of the day is what it's all about. And I think that that's one of the things that Bill is trying to impart to the entire 
sort of DWL this season is like, nobody's going to give you anything. Nothing replaces work. And no work is better than work that's united with your heart and your passion. Um, and that gives him a mission. I think it's something that some, he's always had a little bit of a, the evangelical in him. And there's no, uh, there's no subject that he's more passionate about than wrestling. It's funny that you said angelical because that's, that's another uh, little treat during the season that you see as a, his, his acting <laughs> career evolve. <laughs> you know, the, the, the great thing about playing Wild Bill is that, like, um, I find myself at different times really jealous of his career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to give too. Day, I don't want to give too much away, but it's really, it, it's it's great. Yeah, it was. It, it's. I had a ball this season, and it's you know it's entirely because of what they let me do. Mm-hmm. But I think that we we touch on a lot of things. I mean, I remember when WWE was making those movies more often than they. I don't even know if they do now, but. The Marine and um, didn't I think Big Show had a movie and they were cranking out these movies and I remember thinking God I would love to be in one of those movies. Some of them weren't actually that bad. Like I I, I remember the first time, uh, what was it? Uh, twelve twelve rounds. John Cena was in that one and then Randy yeah. Orton was in the second one. Like they were actually pretty good movies. It was just, oh, it's a wrestling movie, so we're going to write it off. But, like, they were both really good. Dude, I went to um, WrestleMania this year. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed by the production of that company. I mean, it's rare when – it's really rare when something's bad. You know what I mean? Sometimes things are uh, less – well-conceived than others. You can't hit it a hundred percent of the time, but they, uh, it's very clear that quality and taking pride in quality is, a an aspect of that company. And, you know, all things aside, that's just something I really admire. Yeah. We're, we're laughing about the, uh, the angelical remark, but, uh, Overall, the the humor is really appropriate on the show. I feel like, uh, you know, it, it's not thrown in there just to sort of check a box. Like it's, you know, the pacing and the tones really good. Like uh, in the season finale last last year, like Wild Bill's out of the match because he crapped his pants and he tried to hide it. <laughs> and then right away this year, it, you're just embracing it. Like it's a joke. Everybody's in on it. So it's, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's not shying away from it and it's there for the, you know, it's showbiz, man. That's the thing. It's like he, the show must go on and you, you know, again, wrestling as the template for his whole aesthetic. It's like, you better be able to incorporate the spontaneous discovery in the moment that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and if you, cause if you can't, that's it, you're done. 
And I admire that so much about this character, man. Like he is show folk, you know, times infinity. And again, back to your original question, that's one of the interesting things and fun things about season two. It's like, He's hit an age and he, he's hit a point in his career where it's like, how is he going to survive outside of an arena? Because at the end of the day, most of life is taking place on the way to and on the way home from the match. And it's uh, caught up to him. And he's got to figure out how to do it. And, you know, thematically applicable to the whole you know show of heels. He needs other people to finish what he can't on his own. I have a couple more questions before we get out of here. But uh, the one thing I wanted to point out was I really appreciate uh, Bill's approach to putting fans first. There's a, a convention that he goes to in the show. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the stories, but this year it seems like more than ever wrestlers are getting like hounded at airports for autographs and it's like ebay sellers uh just knowing like what is on the show and how bill reacted to his fans and knowing kind of how people are treating wrestlers in real life how do you think bill would handle an autograph hound at an airport i honestly think that uh he could be in the middle of a heart attack and he would stop for a picture. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, I believe it. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think that's accurate. Um, all right. And then my last question, a lot of people know you, uh, from your work on the wire, so would Frank Sabat could be a pro wrestling fan and would he be DWL or is he dystopia? Frank Sabatka would be a front row ticket holder. And I think he'd be DWL all the way because it's family. It's family first and it's old school. It's get over by good booking, good story and hard work. And dystopia is uh, the haunted mansion. It's 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 like Universal Horror Nights, and that's and Sabaka would be like you know that's bullshit trickery. Slam somebody in the mouth and sell that it hurts. All right, I'm I'm really appreciate your time today. Uh, I. I... <laughs> I, I'd love to keep talking, but uh, I don't want to venture too much into spoiler territory. But um, yeah, yeah, season two was a blast. I can't wait for other people to see it. Uh, and again, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it.